It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> From their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. And yes, indeed, it is the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is 11 o'clock on the West Coast and 2 o'clock on the East Coast. This is the Boomer and the Babe Show, broadcasting from our studios actually in Sun City, Arizona. We've moved our studios, but we haven't changed our intro, so we're going to be doing that very shortly. Uh, but uh, we're still in the same general area. Sun City's right next door to Youngtown, so um, we just uh, drive to a different place. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're glad to be here, and we're glad you're with us. Uh, I'd like to draw attention to our website, as I always do when we start the programs, which is boomerandthebabe.com. Please take a visit, see everything that uh, we are involved in as Boomer and the Babe Incorporated, Boomer and the Babe Inc., Uh, all kinds of things in there that we do, all kinds of information on there about the various programs that we produce here on our Blog Talk platform, and also uh, some of the... uh, other things like the book publishing is on there. Uh, certainly, if you'd like to be an advertiser, we've got rates and schedules for that as well. And uh ask you, please, to sign up for our mailing list, mailing list, which will also get you our online magazine on a every four- to six-week basis. No charge comes to your inbox. And we like to think that it's always good information provided primarily by the people that have been on the show and a little bit of our own stuff as well that we managed to get in there and sprinkle in from time to time. Uh, My guest today is a very interesting gentleman. His name is Chris Vaca, that's with a V. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, Chris has got an interesting story. He is the uh, developer of the blog site Over 50 and Broke, and because uh, he was over 50 and he was broke. Welcome to the show, Chris Vaca. Pete, Pete, thank you. It's uh, Vaca. Vaca, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. We, everybody makes that mistake. All right. So um, we want to do our little two-minute movie, as I indicated to you prior to coming on, uh, coming on air, uh, which is uh, your story, as Deborah would say, laser beam style, uh, as to what you've been doing in the past prior to developing the website and prior to becoming over 50 and broke. So um, give us a little background, if you would, a little form of a bio, that'd be great, and then we'll move on from there. Sure. Um, well, to start off, I was, I'm was i a born and raised New Yorker um, in the great city of New York in Manhattan, as a matter of fact. And uh, I moved down to Florida uh, for the sunshine like everybody else. I'm, I'm sure you moved down to Arizona for the sunshine. Absolutely. And I did a variety of things, a variety of jobs, and I, finally I got into the mortgage business when the mortgage boom hit. 
And I started doing that, and, and business was really good. I mean, uh, as you could imagine, I was doing five, six, ten loans a month. Business was really good. And uh, everything I was reading says that for the next 20 years, Florida was going to be a big boom for real estate, you know, because of all the baby boomers retiring and moving down here. So I figured I was pretty much set. Uh, my plan was to retire in 10 years. Uh, the boom was going to go 20 years, so I figured I was set, right? I had nothing to worry about retirement or anything like that. But uh, then all of a sudden, bada-boom, bada-bing, and uh, the mortgage meltdown hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that hit me pretty hard, pretty hard. Uh, but I was I was holding on. I was trying to get by. And uh, I went from doing all those loans a month to doing like five a year. Wow. So it, uh, was, it hurt me pretty good, as you could imagine. Uh, but the final nail in the coffin for me was when uh, the – federal government came up with those new regulations and uh, they put a ton more regulation on top of the ton of regulation we already had and and a little guy like me just couldn't survive i mean you know i had it was me and three other people working in the company it wasn't a big uh, big operation but uh, i it was just i just couldn't exist anymore i couldn't do it all the regulations so uh i had to go bust and uh that pretty much land me uh where i was over 50 and broke Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of the regulations particularly that uh that you're referring to? Well, for one thing, they didn't uh they didn't let me make any money. <laughs> ah. Which which was a, in in the old days the the um the bank, if I would brought a loan to a bank that I was doing business with, they would pay me a premium to do that loan. Okay. Uh with the new regulation that wasn't allowed anymore. The bank couldn't pay me if I wanted to make any money I had to charge the customer. Okay, now how that helps the customer, I don't know. I would think it would be better for the bank to pay me the premium than to take it out of the customer's pocket. And uh, just just the tons of paperwork that they that they had you doing. I mean, every every little nitpicky thing they, they needed to know. You know, and if your I wasn't dotted, if the T wasn't crossed, I mean, you were in violation. That's how stringent they actually were. Mm-hmm. So and what, it, brought, what brought that on? What the regulation? Oh yeah, the regulation. What brought on the regulation? Well, the the, the mortgage meltdown, the housing crisis. Okay. Okay. You know, which which in my opinion, the government started in the first place by forcing the banks to to do all those crazy loans with you know no money down and no job verification and everything like that. They're the ones that started it, and then uh, you know they blame everybody else. Sure. Typical government, you know. Yeah, well, that that well that that's uh, an interesting uh, an interesting um, look at it. I, I've never heard uh, the case because uh, I don't know anything about it. Maybe that's why I don't I don't know. I'm the first to admit that I know nothing about it. I didn't realize that the the government was forcing the banks to make those loans. Yeah, yeah, they forced the banks. They 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 said if if because the government you know gave the banks the money. The way it works, I mean, banks don't have an endless well of money. Uh, you know, they would do the loan, then they'd sell it uh, either on the, the mortgage, either on the open market or back to the government. The government would give them more money to lend some more. So they put the screws to these banks, you know, either, listen, you start lowering your standards or, you know, we're going to make it hard for you to, to do loans, to do business. And uh, that's what that's how this whole thing started to begin with. I'll be there. That's, uh, yeah. that's news. That's news to me. I, that I, I never heard that anywhere on the newscast that I was watching. That's for sure. I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. Well, I not, 
you, the way you explain it, it's it's a little more plain talk than what they were probably saying, and it, and I, I never realized it to be exactly exactly that case. Yeah, well, uh, you know the government didn't blame themselves. You know that <laughs> they blamed everybody else. Uh, they pointed the fingers, but they, they were the ones that uh, that started course. the whole thing. Okay, it's always we know it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, always, always, <laughs> exactly. So now you're now you're over fifty and uh, fifty six years old. Fifty six. I was right? yes, fifty six so years old. That, that explains the over fifty part of the the over fifty and broke. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you do when you had to uh, close down your operation or whatever it was? Well, you know, I I tried to hang on. You know, my my plan was to to keep the business going until the market came back. But here I am, I'm 60 years old now, and the market still is not back. So right. it was it was kind of rough going. I, I used my savings, uh, trying to stay afloat. Naturally, I went through the credit card thing, you know, maxing out my credit cards. And and uh, <laughs> it just got to the point where I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much, I got evicted from my apartment. My car was repossessed. I mean, I, I was left with, with really nothing. It was like, Starting all over again, you know. And at fifty-six, so close to retirement, it's, it's pretty scary. It really is. So your savings were depleted. Your automobile was gone. Your your house was gone. Uh, you were looking for a bridge to live under. <laughs> it almost came to that. Believe me, it almost came to that, Pete. Yeah. But uh, what I had to do is, I it was something I didn't want to do, but it was it was something that I, I pretty much had no choice, and uh, I had to call my ex-wife. And sort of crawl back to her for a place to live. So that was uh, that was a little humiliating for me. Really was. Well, was the couch at least comfortable? Uh, luckily, she uh, she got the house when we divorced. <laughs> I I got the old kids' room there. You know, uh, that's, that's where I slept. There was nothing going on. If anybody's interested, there was nothing going uh, on. No, I wouldn't you know? really suggest that there was. I just I just had this vision of you sleeping on the. On the, on the mat on the floor with the dog or something. Uh, <laughs> well, I tell you, it's a good thing we we remain friends because if we weren't, I mean, I would have been the dog would have got to bed and I would have been outside sleeping there on the go. porch. There you go. You know? There you go. Absolutely. But I'll tell you one thing: it, it it didn't work out too bad for her, even though like she'll never admit it, uh, because at that point, you know, she was working and um, I became like the I don't know houseboy, housemaid, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. She was at work. I straightened up. I made sure the house was clean. Uh, you know, I cooked dinner. When she got home, she had dinner. and So it, it worked out pretty good for her, but she, you, you'll never hear her admit that. Oh, of course. Uh, so now did you, while you were in this predicament of living with your former wife, uh, did you were you seeking employment at that time, or you were looking to start something else? or uh, what, what was your mindset? I mean, that's, that's got to be pretty devastating. It, it it was. I, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if anybody in your audience ever went through anything like this, but the biggest thing that grabs a hold of you is, is fear. Uh, you know, especially at our age, at my age, 56 I was. I mean, I was looking forward to retirement. I mean, I had a business I thought I was going to either leave to my kids or sell or something like that and have retirement, and, and you have nothing. So it's pretty scary. It's a, it's a scary situation. And, um, you know, there, I'm there with my with my ex-wife. And uh, I had no car, and where we lived, it wasn't a metropolis. There was no buses or subways or anything like that to get around, so I was pretty much stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, I sent out resume after resume, you know, looking for a job, and 
making phone calls to old contacts in the business and everything, and I got nothing back. I must have sent out 100 resumes, really, I wow. mean, just, just to get something. You know, I wanted to stay in the business. That's what I knew, the mortgage business. And, you know, I just got nothing. And it didn't take me long to realize that uh, maybe it was because of my age. You know, mm-hmm. that's that was my mindset. Because of my age, nobody's looking to hire me. So I, I, I had to do something on my own. And uh, that's what I did. Well, it's let's talk about that that age discrimination thing. We we've had uh we've had several people on our show over the over time that have uh, had that discussion uh, and it's been with regard to baby boomers being uh, uh part of a reduction in force or a rif or being let go and um because their uh, their position was quote unquote uh, no longer necessary or eliminated. Uh, downsizing is another term that uh, many of them would use. Now, I realize they don't all apply to you because <clears throat> you had your own business and you were at least partners in a business. Uh, but, but nonetheless, the, the, there's a psychology there to uh, a baby boomer in particular that's trying to circle back, if you will, and find employment after having been released either ceremoniously ceremoniously or unceremoniously uh that really causes some mental strain it's proven to cause mental strain uh, and uh, i imagine it was that way with you oh yeah you know any time a situation like that i don't care what age you are i mean you're going to be under some kind of strain i mean it's just that the older you are i think the more strain you're going to be under because you're worried about more about your future. I mean, you hit retirement, you have nothing. Like I said, I used, I used everything. I mean, I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, <laughs> strain was, uh, I don't know if that's a good word. What's beyond strain? Uh, <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> Pulling your hair out. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, was, it was hard. It was really hard. But, you, you know, you could get through anything if you just focus on on the positive side of things, which I learned how to do. So, and that's that's important. And that is one of the things that a lot of these um, counselors, if you will, or experts, have said to us, uh, said uh, in conversation on the on the show. And that is that a lot of it is uh, uh, about your mental outlook and and what you decide to do and that you are determined to do, and um, and the fact that you need to. It's an old adage: pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I understand all that, but I mean, yeah. and 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 it's more difficult sometimes than anybody can ever imagine, uh, and it's certainly easier said than done in many many cases. Sure. However, you have to have the resilience. You have to find the resilience. And Deborah has a, uh, something that she says when we talk about that topic, and that is that you can fall down, but as long as you're falling forward somehow, some way, you're falling forward. You're you're still moving, <laughs> and, and you're heading in the right direction. Although it may not seem like it, you, as long as you're falling forward, you're probably going to end up being at least okay. Oh yeah. Well, I you know I have a saying that that I I tell my kids all the time. Okay, you know which I learned, and I and I tell them if if something bad happens to you in life, all right, you could do one of two things. You could either sit in a corner and cry about it, or you could get off your ass and do something about it. I mean, it's your it's your choice. You know, we have the choice. We could sit there and cry and and wallow in our misery, or if we could 
get off and, and do something about it. Try to you know try to get back on our feet, and that's that's important. It really is. And uh, to support exactly what you said, we have a gentleman that has written a book, and he is uh, one of our what we call our authors, and he also has a show on the on the the uh, Arizona Boomer Network uh, that we do here for the Arizona. Uh, content that we do on the show and his book is called success or failure the choice is yours yeah. and uh and he says that what you need to do is you look you when you're having problems and having difficulties you need to look in the mirror because the guy looking back at you or the woman looking back at you his chances are pretty good that they're the one that are causing your problems yeah i have uh one of the things i started besides my um my website, Over 50 and Broke, I started a series of videos on YouTube, uh-huh. called, also called Over 50 and Broke. And in one of the videos, I talk about a disease that's, that's, that hits a big majority of the population. It's called excusitis. Mm-hmm. Okay? People make excuses for everything. That's right. Why they don't have any money, why they can't do this, why they can't go here, why they can't find a job. I mean, it, it, the excuses are what kills you. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop the excuses and start doing something. Right. That's you know that's one of the things I try to bring across to people. Uh, unless you are absolutely physically incapacitated, that you cannot literally get out of bed or you cannot get up off the chair or whatever the case might be, uh, and you can't dial the phone, uh, it, it, there there really are basically no excuses. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the thing that I found. I, I mean, I I got into the internet business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I was pretty much forced into it. Like I said, I was sitting at home and I had no car. I had nothing to do, but I did have the computer. And I started to do searches on there because I just had to stay productive somehow in my mind. So every morning, you know, it was like nine o'clock. The TV, nine o'clock in the morning, TV go off, and I jump on a computer like I was going to work, you know. And uh, I started doing searches, and, and half the times I really didn't know what I was searching for. But uh, I happened to stumble across this one site. This one header popped up in me, okay? And it says, you know, how to attract success. And I happened to click on it, and uh, was it, it was an old Oprah show, okay? But uh, on it, she had a, a guest who was saying how we could attract, the law of attraction. I don't know if you heard of it or you believe yes, it. Yes, I have. I have. Okay, I have. and uh, that's what it was about. And I read it over five, six, seven times. And I said, this is, this is for me. I said, this is it. And, and that's what turned me around. You have to change the way you think. You have to change your attitude. You have to change your outlook. Or else you're not going to get anywhere. Well, you have, to be, you have to be willing to accept the success, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for I sure. Mean, uh, it's, it's one thing to say that I'm going to be successful. I'm going to go out and do this and do that. But you have to be willing to accept it and feel that you are worthy of that success. And that's where I think a lot of folks that are uh, have found themselves in your position, um, uh, they fall down on the job, so to speak, because they don't find themselves or think of themselves as being a worthy individual, worthy of having everything that they had before, or worthy of gaining it back again. Um, it, it's a worth issue in some cases, I do believe. Yeah, it's a big mental hurdle. It definitely is. Uh, but it's something that you have to you have to work on, and you have to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you just have to, or else you're not going to go anywhere. Like I yeah. said, you could sit and cry all day. That that's not going to get you anything. Exactly. You know? And exactly. Uh, it's a shame. But I I find because I have a lot of people that baby boomers, people that lost everything, their job or their 
business or whatever, and they contact me. And when I talk to these people, I find out that a lot of them uh, are looking since it's their, I think it must be because of their age, that they're looking for some, some kind of instant success. You know, press a button and everything's okay. All right? But it, it just doesn't happen that way. You have to put the time and the effort in in anything you're going to do, okay, to make something. It's it's that simple. I mean, when I started my internet business, it it took me a while to to get everything. I was one of those guys that uh, thought the internet was a fad. It wasn't going to last, you know. That's one of those old sayings. But uh, I and the internet was was rough for me to learn. You know, you think because I had a mortgage business that I knew about the you know about the computer and the internet, which I didn't. Uh, the only thing I knew at that time when I had my business was how to fill out a loan application, print it out. And play solitaire. I mean, that was that was pretty much my extent of knowledge on the computer. So it took me it took me about seven or eight months to get everything together, start the business going, and I finally got my first check, which was for thirty four dollars. Right. You know, and a lot of people would have been discouraged and throwing the towel, but to me, that thirty four dollars meant. I remember saying to myself, "Wow, you can really make money at this. You really can." And I thought to myself, you know, if I can make thirty four dollars. I can make three hundred and forty dollars, mm-hmm. and if I can make three hundred and forty dollars, I can make thirty four hundred dollars, and that's how you got to prepare your mind. You have to always look forward, always a positive looking forward, you know. Right. And uh, a lot of people can't do that. Well, I I firmly subscribe to what you said just a, a minute or two ago, and that was that there is no what I call the silver bullet. There's no such thing as a silver bullet. Uh, to rapid instant success, and for the most part, um, when you hear of uh, these people that have supposedly in my this is in in my in my findings, uh, they say, well, I've made all this money and so on and so, on and so forth, and we've done this and we've got this website that just makes us tons and tons of money, and we've got this massive list and etc. 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 And then somewhere along the line you may just hear about them having a collapse because it was never really there to begin with. They were looking well, for the fast, instant buck, and it just Let me work. tell you something. One thing I learned when I was doing my searches, looking for things to do online, yes. there are thousands upon thousands of people out there that are going to say, you know, make $12,000 a month working four hours a week. or <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Exactly, exactly. And those are the people that make all the money. Right. Because they sucker the people in, you know, and, and people fall for that, and they believe that. And then when they don't, after two months, they don't make $12,000 a month, then they just, uh, you know, they give up and they, and they walk away. But it takes well, time. Yeah, you may as well go to Vegas or Atlantic City or play the lottery or something else. Uh, you know, you have probably just as much much chance of, of winning there as you do uh, someplace else on some of these uh, get-rich-quick schemes that are... Yeah, I mean, it, it's those are the people that make money. They, they truly do, because there's so many gullible people out there that are not willing to put in the, the time and effort to build something. And, uh, you know, that's a shame. It really is. Well, and, they, and, and the thing is, they jump from one get-rich-quick scheme to another. Then they yes. find another. Then they find Absolutely. another. And, it, and it's never-ending for these people. Never-ending. Well, you if... Know? If 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 Robert was it Robert Kawasaki, rich dad, poor dad, he, yeah. he just he just 
claimed uh, bankruptcy, I believe it was, for to the tune of $11 million. Or for one like of his that. companies, yeah, I was reading. For one of his companies, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it wasn't him oh, personally, it was one of his companies. Well, yeah, but it was still him. <laughs> I, I understand that it was one of his companies, but nonetheless, if it can happen to him, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it can easily happen to anybody. Absolutely yeah. anybody. So uh, there, there's all kinds of things that uh, some of these people have lent their name to and, and so on and so forth, and, and they're going to co, co with you this and co with you that. And sometimes I just I just don't buy it. I, I just, I'm just a skeptic, and I just don't buy it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it, it's sort of like, too like to save your shoes, you know? Roll up your pants. Uh <laughs> <laughs> My eyes never used to be this brown. Uh, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I mean, that, that's just kind of my bias on things like that. I, I mean, I've never gotten anything without busting my can, and uh, and nobody's ever given me anything and uh, to uh, of any major consequence to you know just for just because I'm so cool and just for being me. Uh, so I, I mean, I've had to earn, and I still have to earn everything that I that I have or hope to get. So, yeah. and that's and that's fine, and and it makes it that much more worthwhile when when it happens that way. Yeah, and you know, I could understand people like my age. All right, they they they're in a rush because they figure, well, how much time do I have left? So I got to do something real quick, you know. But I started, I lost my business when I was fifty six. Mm-hmm. If if I would have just you know sat in a corner or run over to Walmart and got a job stocking something or else like that, great. That's you where a that's where I, If that's what you want to do, that's great. Hey, more yeah. power to you. Yeah. But you know, I took the time to do something, and here it is four years later, and I'm back on my feet and I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, people don't look ahead down the road what it could be, and uh, it's a shame. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I I don't know how old you are now. Uh, when this, I think you said you're what sixty. I'm sixty now. Yeah. Yeah, sixty. Well, I'm sixty-five, and I tell you, uh, you may think you don't have much time. I got less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about. Tell me a little bit more about what you did to to bring us specifically what you did to to bring yourself back. I know you you started doing something with this overbroken 50. Uh how did the inspiration for that come to be? Come to be and uh what did you what did you find uh as you were doing it? What were some of the hurdles that you you had to jump over? Well, actually that I I got that idea from somebody else. Um after after I lost my business, I I started, you know, doing things online and and uh, starting putting up websites, <clears throat> excuse me, and I start putting up websites, I found that I was sitting there for eight, nine months just on a computer, not doing much of anything else. So I, I, I looked in the mirror one day, and I was 50 pounds heavier, all right? I had put on 50 pounds because I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I looked, I, I had some money coming in now because I had a couple of websites go and generate money for me. So I said, this, this has got to stop. I said, I can't do this. So what I did, I went over to Walmart, and believe me, when you're 50 pounds heavier, you, you're sneaking around in the dark. At least I did. I didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't want to run into anybody that I knew, you know, uh, because you know what happens when you meet somebody like that. They, they won't say anything, but they, they give you the eye up and down, and you know they're thinking, boy, did this guy get fat or what, you know? So uh, they will stink eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, I went over to Walmart, 
and I was looking around, and I and I got pretty uh, let's let's call it frugal. I don't want to say cheap in that in that time period when I didn't have any money. I, I was a little frugal still, and uh, this exercise ball caught my eye, uh, which was for eighteen dollars right up my alley. So I bought that, and I, I got it home, and I developed a re- exercise routine for myself, which I call over 50 and having a ball, which is also on YouTube. And um, But I started doing that. I started exercising half hour in the morning, half hour at night, uh, just ate like a rabbit for those couple of months, you know, when I finally started to, to drop off the, the weight. But during that, that time period, I was um, in contact with one of these fitness blogs, one of these guys that runs a fitness blog, and uh, we started telling each other things, you know, and I told him my story. He told me his story. And he told me, he said, Chris, you know, you got a pretty good story. He said, why don't you try putting it online? I mean, you could reach a lot of people and probably help a lot of people. And uh, that's what got me the idea. And it took me a couple of weeks, and I said, you know, that's that's probably a good idea. I think, I think I'm going to try that. So uh, that's when the over 50 and broke came to uh came into view when I started that, and the over 50 having a ball, I started that. And uh, things just started to take off from there. So the over 50 having a ball is still out there today and uh, uh, update, being updated and so on and so forth? Well, that's, 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 pretty, that's just a video. That's a side thing. I find that more people are interested in, in how to make money, how to get back, uh, get back in, the, in the game than they are about staying fit. You know, right. so that right. that that part is not doing all that well, but the over fifty and broke is. And uh, as, as a matter of fact, I had a, a a lady. If you got time, a minute for a story. Sure. Uh, I had this grandmother contact me. She was from uh, New Jersey, and uh, she's living on Social Security. She's by herself, and she wasn't looking to make you know ten thousand dollars a month or anything like that. The only she thing she wanted to do was make an extra five six hundred dollars a month so she could afford to take her grandchildren places and buy them all kinds of goodies and things like that, you know, which grandparents do. That's what they do, right? That's right. But uh, so I started working with her, and, and it took about it took about four months, uh, and, she, and she got to her goal. She was making $500 a month, and, uh, you know, I, I pressed her to do more, but uh, she was happy what she was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. She right. says, if I put in more time, that's going to take time away from my grandchildren, she says. <laughs> So I said, hey, lady, God bless you. You know, you, you, you had a goal, you went for it, you hit it, and, and, that's, and that's what it's all about. Well, and she was staying within her priorities, and that was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, you know, she set, uh, I guess she set a ceiling for herself, which, which I guess she was happy with, um, you know, but uh, that's, that's what she wanted to do, and that's what she did. And that's, that's, that's one of, the, one of the, my videos. I talk about success and how it's different for different people. Not everybody's a success the same way as anybody else. Exactly. You know, she was happy five hundred a month. There might be somebody else that wants to make five thousand a month. Sure. So it's 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 all it's all in your mind, whatever you want to do. Exactly. Well, I want to come back and talk a little bit more about some of these other things uh, that we were discussing prior to the show. And but right now, I got a couple of uh, messages that I've got to play, and we'll be right back in about two minutes. Sounds good to me. Boomer the Babe are the publishers of Boomer Series Books. Our authors have their own shows on the Boomer the Babe Network. We encourage you to listen. Ron Naraki, author of the forthcoming book, The Ten Commandments of Investing, is the host of Wealth DNA, a financial show about real estate investment. Learn how to build and manage your portfolio. 
Ron hosts the show, and he always has good information to pass along, as do his guests. Listen to Wealthy DNA on the second and fourth Monday of the month at 8 a.m. Arizona time. Tom Liggering's another Boomer Series author. His book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, is the basis of the show he does with his broadcast partner, Dr. Terry Munther. Listen to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry on the fourth Wednesday of every month at 9 a.m. Arizona time. Learn how you can maximize your performance in business and in life. The methods you employ can either help or hinder. The choice is yours. The Boomer and the Babe are proud to be affiliated with Valley View Community Food Bank, where the food is always free. Valley View is now serving Phoenix from their new 36,000-square-foot location at West Peoria and 107th Avenue in Sun City, Arizona. The new location houses the food bank, Feeding Arizona, and the Valley View Thrift Store. Feeding Arizona delivers food to other food banks and food pantries that are in need. If you're looking for a 501c3 to support, go to valleyviewcommunityfoodbank.com. All donations are welcome, be it food, money, or volunteer hours. No donation is too small. Get a hold of Jesse Ramirez, founder and director, and say, I want to help. Valley View Community Food Bank, where the food is always free. And we're back with the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is Thursday, October 18th, 2012. We're talking with Chris Vacca. And uh, Chris is, uh, did I say it right that time, Chris? Yes, you did, sir. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, he is the developer of the blog site uh, Over 50 and Broke. And um, we've been talking about his exploits in the mortgage industry, uh, mortgage banking industry. And uh, when it was devastated, so was he. And he's managed to bring himself back, and we're in the middle of that story right now. So uh, why don't we kind of continue along those lines that we were discussing earlier, Chris? Uh, at, at some point, uh, you you started your website. You were starting to have some success, and then, as I understand it, you developed an interest in writing. Uh, how did that transpire? Uh, that that just it seemed like a natural progression. Well. Let me take that back a step. Actually, uh, about 10 years ago, I, I wrote a, a little book. Uh, when I moved down to Florida, it was called Florida, A Nice Place to Visit, But Please Get Me Back to New York. Okay, it was, it was my story uh, about a city kid and the culture shock I go through moving to Florida. And um, I wrote that just, just as a whim. It's just a small little book, like 40 pages. You know, I wrote it originally just for family and friends, that type of thing. And, and it caught on, and before I knew it, I sold over over 3,000 copies, all right? But that was 10 years ago. That, I guess that's when it first started for me. I said, wow, I like this. Mm-hmm. But then I got caught up in my mortgage business, and, you know, that, that just faded away. But uh, as I started um, doing my websites, I have, I have five now, five websites up. And uh, so you have to, you know, you have to write all the material, and you have to write what they call, you have to get backlinks, so you have to write for uh, different... Um, uh, internet article bases on online and everything like that to get you. So I, I found that I, that I liked it. I really liked it. And uh, that's, that's how I got into it. And about a year and a half ago, I uh, finished a book which is on sale now at uh, Barnes & Nobles or Amazon, whatever, whatever you like. It's called America, a Society Gone Wrong. 
and it's uh, just just a, a book of what I think is you know going on wrong with with America these days. And uh, from that, you know, I, I just finished my my last book, which is entitled uh, "Age Should Never Be an Excuse for Not Succeeding." And um, I just finished it like three weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And uh, I'm in the process of tweaking it, touching it up, and uh, in the process of looking for a publisher myself. So that's that's pretty much where I am. So do you have publishers that do this, or are you self-published? Uh, the America Society Gone Wrong is self-published. It's actually an e-book, mm-hmm. okay, which you could download through your computer or what have you. Uh, this uh, age should never be an excuse for not succeeding. I'm searching for a publisher right now. Okay, so you're thinking you want to do that with a publisher rather than be self-published? Yeah. 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 Well, it's, I, I think it's uh, you could get a bigger base. Um, it's I, I think it's um, it's just it's just easier thing to do at this point. I mean, because yeah. I, I I also developed I do uh, seminars and things like that also, and uh, every time I do a seminar, people come up to me and say, "Well, have you written a book? Do you write a book?" and and that's what gave me an idea to write this book. You know, age should never be an excuse for not succeeding. Right. So. And uh, and your your book, uh, uh, Society Gone Wrong. Uh, what uh, what is what is the thrust of that book? Other than I mean, I I know it's your thoughts on uh, what's uh, what's gone awry. Uh, but what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, it's 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 my personal be- uh, beliefs. Like I I'm I'm a guy that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like to say I live in the past, but I think the past was a hell of a lot better than the present. I mean, you know, you, you're my age. You're 65. I mean, you, you look back to the 50s and 60s. Those were good years, were they not? Well, they were, uh, but they were certainly the basis of a lot of change, weren't they? 60s, yeah. 60s came a lot of change. A lot of change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we baby boomers, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, you know, uh, draft beer, not students. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, I was a, uh, I was, wouldn't what you call a, a hip guy in those days. I mean, I wasn't into, to drugs and rock and roll. I mean, sex is another story, but the drugs and the, and the rock and roll weren't, weren't my thing. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have long hair, and uh, I didn't do any drugs. And uh, matter of fact, I was a little bit of a freak when I was twelve, thirteen years old. I had the best Al Jolson collection than, uh, than any, any grown up had. <laughs> I'll be darned. No, no. All these guys are listening to this long haired heavy metal stuff and I'm in my house listening to Al Jolson records, you know? There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Mammy was my favorite, right? Oh <laughs> jeez. Uh, yeah. It's uh it's interesting, uh, when you start looking at uh the way the boomer generation has um developed over the years and the directions that it's taken uh and it's the the dichotomy the split if you will in the political and uh, economic beliefs and structural beliefs uh religious beliefs uh, i mean that for uh it's a huge cohort it's 78 million people and who would ever think that 78 million people would all think one way anyhow it's just nuts but uh but there really are a lot of divergent opinions in that group and uh and I can't say that any one of them has all the answers although they all claim to have yeah i mean it it's uh the the baby boomer generation but you know by the way the baby boomer 
generation have been hit the hardest because of this recession. The, you know, the biggest group that was hit the hardest was the baby boom recession. I mean, uh, first of all, when that thing hit, uh, the stock market, as you know, crashed. Right. And, and everybody's losing their pensions and their 401ks with nothing. And a lot of people lost out. A lot of people lost out. Yes, they did. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, I'll tell you, one of the best things about not losing everything uh, is you don't have to worry about losing anything again. I mean, I, I just, I, I always had that in my mind. I just kept trying everything. I said, "What the hell do I got to lose? I have nothing. It's yeah, only, it's go. only going to be a positive, you know." That's right. Yeah, you start from ground zero. You can only go one way. That's right. Uh, if you're on a floor, you only could go up. That's right. That's right. So now you've got. You mentioned that you, there's other things you're doing. You, you've you got. I don't know how many websites did you say you have? Uh, five total. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, when I first started uh, doing this, it, you know what amazes me uh, with the with the internet is that it's it's worldwide. I mean, it's it's worldwide. I mean, it's not like you open up a store and you need you know you need people from the neighborhood to come and shop at your store. I mean, every morning I get up and I, I check the stats on it, and you know I see people hitting my websites from China, Australia, Brazil, Canada, England. I mean. The Ukraine. I mean, it's amazing that all these people just could, could divulge on your site. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Well, we're, we find the same thing with our site, uh, or a couple of sites that we have, and certainly our blog talk radio shows. Uh, people are listening to this thing all over the world, and uh, and all of a sudden we get some information that somebody heard us in wherever it was, and we go, wow, how about this? How do they, how do they have translators? <laughs> well, you know what I think? I do believe. Here's what I do believe. I do believe English is becoming the worldwide language, uh, and, and regardless of where you are, what country it is, I, I think that uh, they may speak their native tongue, but they also have an understanding of English because they understand that that is the international language and the one that is most commonly spoken. Uh, regardless of where you are, I think there's going to have to be. There's always somebody that speaks English. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so I, I think that's kind of the way it is. So, what are some of the other topics of some of your other sites? Uh, well, let's see. I got um, there's a there's a pet care site, how to take care of pets. Another one, how wow. to train how to train pets. And and all this stuff, I I wasn't an expert on these, but you learn it online. That's that's what the beauty part of the, of the internet is. You could learn anything you want online. It's yeah, I could see a day when there's not going to be any libraries anymore. You know, because yeah. yeah. the way this Internet is, I mean, all you need to do is, is, is jump on it and look something up, and it's right there. So you do know? all of, do, do you have product for sale on all of your sites? Yeah, yeah. For instance, uh, pet, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I do. when I, First thing I do when I get up, and I've, I found out how much money I made while I was sleeping. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. Your pet care sites, as an example, uh, what are some, what might be some of the products that one would find on the pet care sites? Uh, well, there's you know how to take care of fleas, if that, uh, how to stop a dog from barking, um, you know different things like that. People that have problems with their with their pets, with their dogs, or whatever. And you know, I mean, I don't you know I don't do anything with hamsters or anything like that. But, you know. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I mean, what kind of, in the first place, what kind of trouble could a hamster cause, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, go, ask, uh, go ask some emergency room physician. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. That's right. Uh, the uh, the uh, thing about the, the the pet sites. I mean, we're we're a, a dog family. We're only a one dog family, but um, uh, we understand that the the pet industry is gargantuan. Billions it of is. Dollars. Billions it, of it, dollars. It, it, it's amazing. The thing is, they, you know, they're not my products. I mean, I don't make them. I don't, uh, you know, do anything like that. I mean, I sell them for other people. That's, I mean, that's a good part about the internet. I mean, you could latch onto a product, find out who's making it, or, and, you know, set up a, a little a little website to to sell that product for these people, and you, and you make money off that. So. It's a uh, it's, it's a whole new world, and it took me a long time to to really grasp how wonderful the internet was. But uh, it, it I think it's the best the best invention ever in my lifetime that I that I've seen. I yeah. really do. Oh yeah, well there's no doubt about it. It's it's uh, revolutionized uh, everything that's going on. It has revolutionized business. It's revolutionized. Uh, the political scene, it, uh, it's it's revolu- revolutionized uh, um, uh, the news media, uh, everything, everything has been revolutionized just by the virtue of the uh, of the internet. So uh, it's it's really 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 pretty exciting, and uh, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to come next other than, other than they can just make it faster and faster and faster. I guess yeah. I, I don't I don't know what else there is. So well, you, you know, they they said that 50 years ago. What else is there? Everything is invented. Yeah, right? yeah, you I know, know exactly. Everything was invented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then look, and then look what happened. Yeah, I'm sure they uh, said that 200 years ago. Everything's invented. Uh, what else do we have to invent? You know? Yeah, I mean, after all, we we got stones to throw and, and that's right. And, <laughs> what else do we need? And and, and uh, spears to to stab people with. And what else? What else do we need? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, what do you see as the future? What's the future for for Chris Vaca, and what's the future for uh, your just general future? Well, I, I'm, I'll tell you, I, I'm always trying to move a step ahead, a step ahead, a step ahead. I mean, I set up my my when I set up my internet business, that was one thing. Once I got that up and rolling, it gave me it gave me the opportunity to move on to other things like the writing. I really enjoy writing. Okay, uh, I finished that other book. I'm, I started another book, which is called uh, uh, "Real Men Eat Salami," all right, mm. which is a, a little little book I just started. Uh, I also started to um, write write a couple of screenplays. I'm interested. In, I have a few movie ideas, um, television ideas. I mean, I don't know if any of these things will ever come together, but it it gives me the opportunity. I have the opportunity to to, to move forward with it and, and try to put something together. And if you if you're going to stay just stagnant, not move, I mean, you might as well be dead, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know? Sure. But uh, I I just I just every time I, I conquer something, I do something, I look forward to what else can I my next step, you know, what else can I do? Right. Uh, what else can I accomplish? Uh, and I and I I wish so many more people our age would would get that mindset. I really do. Um, because you know they say they say that. 60 is the new 40 anyway, right? Right. So, hey, we got a hell of a lot more time to go yes, you know, than, our, than our yes, parents did. But it, it's something that you you got to keep moving. You always got to look ahead. And and you just, whatever opportunity opens up to you, you got to be there for it. You have to recognize it and, and grab it. 
you know, it's just when I was when I was going through all this this problem and everything, I started to read a lot of these these so called gurus, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you how do you how are you going to be rich, and they want you to do that. And I'll tell you, nine nine out of ten of them would say, well, you, you got to cut back. You have to you have to you know stop living so large and and start saving some money for your retirement. And and that see that doesn't sit with me. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't want to cut back anything. I want I want to I want more. I want more. Anyway, at that time when I was reading those books, if I cut back anything else, like you said before, I'd be living under a bridge. You right. know, I really didn't have much to cut back. But uh, that that cutting thing to to live within my means, I I don't like that. I don't. That doesn't sit well with me. I want to. I want to. I want more to, so I could live a better life. Well, there's one thing. There's one thing with, uh, that's that's living within your means. There's another thing uh, for living to excess, and and, and that just, in essence, it it, it lessens your means. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying go. You know, you you know, yeah, if you get know. a check for a thousand dollars, go out and spend fifteen hundred. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. No, I understand. No. I understand. I understand, but I mean the, the the fact that you're always looking to improve is not a bad thing, and and the the fact that uh, if you have been forced to cut back and forced to reduce your means, so to speak, uh, it's it's not good. But by the same token, it certainly does help you refocus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like when I started making, you know, little by little, I started getting a check, thirty four dollars, eighty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, and little by little it grew. Okay, and and I was still very cheap or frugal, whatever you want to say, and I, I was afraid to spend any money because that's pretty much all I had. But <clears throat> once you hit a point like I did, well, okay, I have a certain amount of money coming in where I feel comfortable every month. That gives you the opportunity to just start. Stepping forward, going ahead, trying other things, living a little better, you know. Right, right. I mean, uh, I like living large. At well, least trying to, at least trying to live large anyway. Yeah, and as and as you're trying to expand and so on and so forth too, and you have the ability to do that, I mean, there comes a certain element of let's throw this against the wall and frankly see if it sticks. And oh. if it and if it sticks, good. If it doesn't, well, we'll just find something else to throw against the wall. I am. Uh, I am a firm believer, in one, in my seminars I talk about that, about throwing everything you could think of against the wall, everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sooner or later something's going to stick. It, it's just that simple. People, you just got to keep on trying. Persistence, persistence the name of the game. And when we talk to people, we call that multiple streams of income. Uh, you yes. Have to try to develop, you have to try to develop multiple streams of income. Uh, yes. That's why we have a radio show. That's why we publish an online magazine. We publish mini books. We publish uh, we publish e-books. Uh, we do some consulting. Uh, there's, there's any number of things that we do um, to try to develop those multiple streams of income. Because if one's not working, hopefully something else will be. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. That's it. Maximize your opportunities. Yeah, I I truly believe in that 100%. I really do. I mean, and, and I'll tell you, it, the thought of me working for somebody, I just I just could never do that anymore. I mean, uh, I I just couldn't. <laughs> well, I, there, there's one thing that I say all the time, and I mean all the time, and I've been saying it for many many years, and that is, uh, I am uh, I am absolutely serially unemployable. 
there is no way that anybody will hire me to work for them for a paycheck. And I've done that. I've had that part of my life. And um, I've made a lot of people an awful lot of money in spite of themselves. And, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean, I would rather try and bust my can and be less than successful in some of my endeavors and go out and do the same thing for somebody else. And, uh, and just just for the just for the paycheck that really bothers me anymore. It's uh, and I guess it's a sign of age. Well, it's it's you know it's just a frame of mind. I mean you know uh, that's the way I think also. I mean you know I I work for many people during the course of my lifetime, and you know you get a paycheck, you know a couple of hundred dollars. Meanwhile, there you made a couple of thousand for them. You know, right. and uh, which is good. I mean some people just don't want the responsibility or. Or whatever, you know, they're happy getting their check and going home and sitting in front of TV, open up a six pack, have some Doritos, and you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're happy doing that, okay? Sure. But if you're if you're unhappy with the way your life is going, you have to you have to take charge of your life. You have to do something to change it. Mm-hmm. All right, you have to take that. What's that old saying? Uh, Confucius, uh, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. That's it. That's you know. It. That's right, and uh, and uh, success is not a uh, success is not a destination; it's a journey or something like that. Something one of those two. I don't know exactly. Yeah. But I, I know I just bollocks that one all up. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's that's it, it's it's. I saw it on a wall somewhere, and I thought I'd try to remember it all. The, the bathroom time. wall, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It didn't. Wow, that was that, that was another. No, that was another slogan. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you tell us, uh, uh, Chris, give us your uh, shameless self-promotion. Uh, you said you do seminars and things like that, so tell us about that. Or I'll give you an opportunity to, to sell your wares right here. Oh, I hate to brag. Come on, Pete, you know that. But <laughs> since uh, you give me the opportunity, I... <laughs> no, it, it's nothing. Look, I have, I have a few websites that I make money off of. I, the Over 50 and Broke website, I, I really don't make any money off of. I make maybe $200 a month or something like that. And on that website, I have my email address. If you, if you need help with anything, contact me. I'll be more than happy to help you. Um, I also have available two programs uh, that are available. One is the Attracting Wealth, which I, I 100% believe in. Okay, um, There's nobody going to tell me that it doesn't work because it does. And uh, another program, which is how to get started if you're interested in doing an Internet business, it, it gets, you, gets you started with that also. Okay, uh, If you need sen- seminar information, my, my email address is there. Uh, just let me know uh, when and where or whatever, and we'll make arrangements. Uh, if you're interested in my book, um, Age Should Never Be an Excuse for Not Succeeding, just go to my website, email me your information, your you know your email address, and when the book is released, I'll let you know, and uh, you know you could get that done also. But uh, that's about it. I mean, as far as that, my website, I also have my YouTube videos. Okay, over 50 and broke on YouTube, where it, it breaks down in series. I think there's about eight or nine uh, videos on there right now, uh, where I go through different different um, subjects. Uh, one is the meaning of success. Uh, how to recognize opportunity, you know, things like that to help people along. And uh, I'll tell you, one of the biggest, the biggest treats that I get is, not, you know, now that I reached a point in my life where, okay, I don't really have to worry about an income because I'm, I'm getting in every month. 
helping other people get to that point is, 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 I think, one of the most rewarding feelings that you could get. I'm sure you know that, too, you know, sure. the work that you sure. do. I mean, it, it's very rewarding. It really is to give back, mm-hmm. to give back. It is. And, uh, you know, just a, the only thing I could say to is, is there any people out there that are listening that are in, a, in dire straits, lost a job, lost a business, or just living on Social Security, I mean, just do something. I mean, take that first step. Get off your behind and, and, and do something. There's I mean, always you know, something that can be done. Always, especially these days. These yes. days, this you know everything is is like the is like I used to watch in um, uh, remember the old series Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was riding with uh, with my daughter a couple of, about a month or so ago, and she has that Bluetooth in there yes. for the phone, and it sounded like I said, "What the hell's going on?" I said, "I used to watch that <laughs> in Buck Rogers uh, movies, you know," <laughs> and and now it's now it's there. So, uh, but uh, really, uh, for everybody that's listening, if you, if, you, if you need any help with any getting the first step or you know whatever, I mean. Please just contact me. Uh, if I can help you, I will. And uh, Pete, I, I know you've been doing a good job doing that with people. Yes, we try to do that as well. And, and so, I, I, is it safe to say then that anything they want to get hold of you with regard to it all comes uh, can be uh, contacted through uh, over over fifty. Over fifty and broke, and broke by by website. Uh, you could go to and let me let me just say one thing to people out there. I do not. I will not. Accept any negativity on on my my website, okay? Uh, I I just won't allow it. If I talk to you and, and you're telling me that uh, you know and, and I feel that you're a negative person and uh, I just won't help you because uh, I think a positive attitude is the is the, the first step in, in doing anything in your life. Well, then so, I mean it's one it's one thing for you to. Uh, do some work with somebody and so on and so forth, but it makes your job many fold uh, more many fold more difficult if you have to overcome their negativity as well before you can even get started. Yeah. Well, you but, know, I was told, I remember uh, months back months back I was talking with this one guy and he said, "Chris, oh, this this is all a bunch of bullshit. I don't believe in anything you're, you're saying, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a try." I said, "Pal, you're already you're already defeated. You're not." <laughs> You know, right. I says, why don't you do this? Why don't you go read some motivational books and then call me in about two or three months mm-hmm. and see if we could get together, you know. Right. But, uh, right. So negativity yeah. is one, one thing I, I don't like. Yeah, well, he was coming into it with uh, from, from the wrong direction anyhow to begin with. Exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you don't believe it, if you think it's a lot of crap, why are you even calling me for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough of your own things to worry about. Don't don't don't, don't, don't involve don't involve me. <laughs> it's like that old saying, you know. Don't make your problems my problems. Pal. There, there you go. Exactly. You know, I, I got enough of my own. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I tell you, it's been a fast hour. Uh, Is it an hour already? It's been an hour. It's been wow, fifty-eight wow. minutes. And uh, and I want to thank you for. Uh, being patient uh, and hanging with me and getting you on because I know we had a, a couple of snafus along the way and believe me. Oh they boy, were... Murph- Murphy's Law was hitting left and right uh, uh, and, and they were weeks. and they were mine, not yours, and I apologize for that. But I'm glad we got together. Yeah, so am I. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. This is probably one of the the best the best interviews that I've enjoyed in in a long time. I, I really mean that sincerely. Well, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate hearing that. Okay. We, we, we try to we try to make them fun as well as informative. Yeah. Well, Pete, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate it for having me on. 
Okay, and, thank uh, you very much. Make sure you give my regards to Deborah. I'll do that. I certainly will. Thanks again for being my guest. Okay, thanks, Pete. Take care now. Bye. And, and you've been listening to Boomer the Babe Show, uh, the afternoon version, the national version of the Boomer the Babe Show with Chris Vaca. And Chris has got the website over 50 and broke, and all of his stuff stems from that website. So anything that we talked about today, if you're interested, go to Chris's website, Over 50 and Broke. I want to thank you for listening in today. We'll be back again tomorrow with more programming. Uh, have a great rest of your afternoon on, the, uh, on both coasts now because it is, after all, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon on the West Coast, so it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon everywhere except possibly Hawaii and Alaska. So anyhow, have a great day, everyone. Be back again tomorrow. Hope you'll be willing to join us. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Boom and the Babe Show, where we bring interesting conversation to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter where we tweet as Boomer and Babe and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.